The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line. We're live right here on SportsGrid on a Monday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined by Donnie Rideside after a jam-packed weekend of action. Everyone stepping up to the plate. The National Football League, as always, delivering. But, of course, postseason baseball and a ridiculous Saturday for the college slate of action. DRS, how are you feeling? I'm telling you, nap's never going to feel so good as it will this afternoon. If you slept a minute over this past weekend, you missed out on so, so much. What an exciting weekend across the landscapes. Major League Baseball, college football, the NFL, it was going on, K-Dub. Yeah, if you did miss any of it, though, we'll catch you up and give you our thoughts on everything. The top story here for our 7-7, seven and seven, though, was always going to be the game of the year. The Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Buffalo Bills, and it is the Bills who pull out the 24-20 to 20 victory. Josh Allen, 329 passing yards and three passing touchdowns. Mahomes throws for 338, two scores, but two interceptions, including the game clincher late into the fourth quarter that saw Buffalo move to 5-1. and one. Yeah, it's one of those games we expected a ton of points, like a 35-34 ending, but it said we got 24-20, to entertaining all the way through, and it seems like the Buffalo Bills finally exercised their demons in Kansas City and now are in the driver's seat in the AFC. Tell you what, the fact that this game did not go over was an absolute crime. I'm not over it. At some point, I'll probably go on a very long rant about that. But what a win for the Bills moving their odds in the AFC. Now a plus-155 favorite, and in the Super Bowl, Plus 290. We'll talk about everything that comes out of this game. But not the only big game on the slate. How about the Philadelphia Eagles keeping their unbeaten start alive? Now 6-0. and They beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football 26-17. to And as per usual, it was all led by the second quarter. 20 points for the Birds in the second quarter. They added a touchdown when they needed to late in the fourth. And the Eagles take down the Cowboys. Yeah, two things that you love about this. Obviously, the quick start at home up 20 to nothing, but also it seems like this year, Kevin, when the Eagles need a drive to put a football team away, they're able to do that. It's a sign of a good team, the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Cooper Rush, three interceptions here in this Mm. game, not playing with the lead, put him certainly in a spot he was uncomfortable with, and all expectations is that it will be Dak Prescott once again stepping back for the Dallas Cowboys next week against the Detroit Lions. The Eagles still first place in the NFC East, of course. The Cowboys, though, now firmly sitting in third because the New York Giants did it again. They beat the Baltimore Ravens 24-20. Daniel Jones with two touchdown passes. Saquon with a score and 83 rush yards as the G-Men DRS are sitting now at 5-1. 
Yeah, we'll break this damn game down a little bit later, but it's just a sign of having a good football team late in the game still in it. I mean, my goodness, Kevin, they had 238 yards and end up with 24 points in this football game and another win as this improbable season continues for the G-Men. It's really incredible. We'll not only talk about kind of mm. where the Giants sit within the NFC East picture, but the NFC overall, that 5-1 and one record is certainly nothing to hand wave. And uh, especially when two of the preseason top dogs put up a pair of performances like this. Tom Brady goes to Pittsburgh, one of the most banged-up defenses the National Football League was offering he throws one touchdown. Tampa's held to 18 points, and Kenny Pickett grabs his first career NFL victory. The radio audience is live on a Monday morning. It's Kevin Walsh. It's Johnny Wrightside. It's the early line on Sirius XM Channel 159. And then there's Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. A get-right spot if there ever was one. The Jets at Lambeau Field, 27-10. to Zach Wilson and the Jets absolutely dismantle Green Bay. Yeah, it's time to, to put the uh, panic button here on Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. But I want to spend a little bit more time here talking about Aaron Rodgers. And I love it. Every weekend, if you follow me on Twitter, it's so much fun to say, boy, you know what? If Green Bay had an elite wide receiver, man, how good would they be? Yeah, exactly. Green Bay in a weird spot. Tampa Bay. I have no idea how possibly they did not shred the secondary of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe because Tom Brady was celebrating the craft wedding <laughs> over the weekend in his head. Wasn't in the game. It's an interesting time, no doubt. How about in Major League Baseball? The New York Yankees last night forced game number five back at the Bronx. They beat the Guardians 4-2. to The long ball was working early with Harrison Bader hitting a two-run shot. And the Yanks win this thing 4-2. to And again, forcing this game five that we'll break down later on today, Donnie. Yeah, aces step up. This is what they do. This is why you pay them all that money in an elimination game to get game five back in your building. Great performance here by Garrett Cole. And if you thought that was a big headline, well, the baseball world was outrageous. The Astros of the New World Series favorite to the plus 140. They swept the Mariners in the closest series you'll ever see. That results in a sweep. Oh, yeah, the Dodgers, gone. Braves, gone. Padres, Phillies, DRS in an NLCS showdown. Yeah, shout out to the people who have the higher seeds and the fans. It's not fair, man. What do you mean? We, we should have a 30-game series to make sure that the better team moves on. Stop the madness, man. You had your benefit of five days off. If you can't close the door, you're out. Listen, I want to go back to the 1920s. Only two teams make the playoffs. What's wrong with you people out there? Mm, some early slander. Quite delicious. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, over in college football, everything went wild, including Bryce Young playing, Alabama scoring 49, and losing to Tennessee. Absolutely fantastic. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all 
at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Indian. KC versus Buffalo. For a lot of people, the two best quarterbacks that this league offers going head-to-head in Arrowhead. A two-and-a-half point spread for Buffalo is covered in a 24-20 victory. And there are a number of things that you can take away from this game, a lot within the futures market as well. As we knew, no matter the result, there was going to be movement across the Super Bowl odds, the MVP odds, and a few other aspects here. But to zero in on this game, when a lot of the the folks that thought Buffalo were the right side in this, someone like Donnie, right, who said, I think they're the better football team, that's understandable. You can think someone's a better football team, but maybe home field advantage would sway you. But so often we heard about the importance of this game for the Buffalo Bills. Back-to-back years, their season has been ended by the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Bills, I think, had more to prove here in Kansas City. And I think to the extent that is possible in the regular season, the Buffalo Bills prove that. To say the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC is a little bit of a stretch because, again, they've not won the AFC yet. But the Buffalo Bills are the best team right now in the AFC. The Bills are considerable favorites to win this conference. And the Bills were playing this game with the aggressiveness that was necessary. The Bills were clearly aware of who was across the field for them. Multiple attempts on fourth down understanding that this was not going to just be one with field goals. They needed to try and put seven up on the board. They needed to be aggressive. Going for a fourth down on your side of the field, by the way, on the would-be touchdown drive, saying, if we punt this, we probably don't get this back. And trusting that your MVP favorite, Josh Allen, will pick that up. Meanwhile, Kansas City got the football back and was running the ball on second and long. I better bleed this clock. Who cares about the clock? Pick up first downs. Because the second Kansas City punted the ball away, you weren't surprised by the result with the Buffalo Bills scoring a touchdown. I thought the Bills played a better game. It looked like the Bills wanted this game more, and they rightfully came away the victors here, Donnie, 24-20. to Yeah, you get treated, too, because, again, we didn't get the high-scoring affair that many of us thought you would have. But if you would have told me before the game, Kevin, 329 for one quarterback, 338 for the other, we're flying over. We're probably into the 60s at that point. But I love the final drive here. It's why Josh Allen, Kevin, is so, so talented. You see him where he's like a, you know, a de facto tight end slash wide receiver running the football, leaping players, getting first downs, and the final play sitting calmly in the pocket, directing traffic, and throwing an absolute laser beam to the corner where Knox caught that touchdown pass he was wonderful yesterday but also just watching these two quarterbacks because around the league where you go there's not such good quarterback being played out there but getting back to the original point here for me you're right it's it's a long way to go. The Buffalo Bills aren't undefeated. There's a lot of teams in the way that they still have to play, and certainly, hopefully, they can get home field advantage. But it felt like yesterday, the winner of this football game had a major advantage toward who was going to be hosting the AFC playoffs. And if anything that the Buffalo Bills know and the Kansas City Chiefs know, that's the tale of two franchises and the tale of two home field advantages where nobody wants to go play Kansas City in Kansas City, one of the toughest home fields to play in. The Buffalo Bills, do you really want to come east here in what, January, late January? and try to win a football game where you know it's going to be 15 degrees, 20-mile-an-hour winds, and a crazy fan base getting after it. I was entertained all the way through. Even though we didn't get the points we deserved, we got the finish that exactly what the Buffalo Bills deserved. 
As far as the total goes, as someone that bet the over, if you had the under, congrats, you got lucky. And if these teams meet again, I'll see you at the window on the over. Three of the first five drives, Donnie, the two best offenses yeah. in this league cross yes. into the 10-yard line and score zero points. That's that's lucky. That's not sustainable at all, yeah. especially the two Buffalo Bills possessions that had zero points. Pat Mahomes forced the football, got picked off okay. Josh Allen randomly throwing the ball on the floor to Isaiah McKenzie, it fumbling, and then on the next one not being able to pick up fourth and incredibly short were both very surprising results. As far as the big picture aspect, though, there is a point to be made that while Buffalo now is a considerable favorite to come away with home field advantage in the AFC, that was also the case last year when they won in Kansas City by dominant margin as well, and then they played the Chiefs in the playoffs, and they certainly did not have home field advantage in that game. The Chiefs, by the way, last year when they lost to the Buffalo Bills, Went to two and three, under 500, sitting here now at four and two. Buffalo is the Super Bowl favorite. They should be the Super Bowl favorite, all things considered. And that will stay true, Donnie, unless they squander home field advantage. You know, Buffalo last season, I know that a lot of people feel like this year's team is more talented, but last year I feel like the conversation was very similar around them. But they found a way to lose a game to the Jacksonville Jaguars without scoring a touchdown. And for a lot of people, that was kind of the difference maker in where that AFC semifinal game was played between the Bills and the Chiefs. Buffalo controls their own destiny as far as home field advantage goes. They'll have nobody to blame but themselves if the AFC doesn't go through Orchard Park. Yeah, and it should at this point now, right? And also getting the bye at the right time here. You can decompress. Boy, you didn't want to take a bye after a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs and let that stew for two weeks. But you get those good vibes, you get rested up, and then you get the Green Bay Packers at home, which usually, man, that is going to be an unbelievable game. We're not so sure about that right now where the Packers wind up at this point here. But from a Buffalo Bills perspective, maturation process of a team. Looks like Josh Allen is ready to take that step, but rightfully so. This wasn't something, Kevin, that we concocted it in the offseason. Like, you know what? Now is the time for the Buffalo Bills. We've been waiting for two years now. It looks like this is their legitimate chance. They're only lost to the Miami Dolphins in that game where they really outplayed the Dolphins overall. And quite frankly, now looking at the Dolphins overall record, it doesn't look like such a – oh, it's okay, 3-0. and You know, he lost to the Miami Dolphins. Eh, not such a good loss at this point now. Now, but I'm looking at the rest of the schedule. They're formidable opponents all the way across the board because we'll get what we get here out of the Patriots who look like they're sorting a round in the form with another mm -hmm. young quarterback under center. But for me, it's always been the Buffalo Bills all offseason. This is their year. Monster win, a de facto two-game win yesterday because you get that tiebreaker advantage for the playoffs. I'm looking forward to the Buffalo Bills here and see how they close out this 2022 season. I, I do think at this point it's hard to argue the Bills are not in the tougher division. The, just from what we've seen here early season. I know Vegas is talented, but th they find ways to lose games. Denver, with the state of Russell Wilson, is nowhere near anybody's anticipations and certainly mine. And then the Chargers prefer to fall all over themselves. The Jets are unbeaten with Zach Wilson. Bill Belichick has now got Bailey Zappi probably going to steal Mac Jones' job away from him. And the Dolphins were supposed to be the legitimate challengers who have already taken a game off of the Buffalo Bills, to bring up the MVP market, which, again, we knew was going to be shifted off of this game, Josh Allen is plus 150. Pat Mahomes is now the third choice at 5-1, to one, with Hurts in the middle at plus 460. Josh Allen right now 
Leads the NFL in passing touchdowns, tied with Mahomes. Leads the NFL in passing yards. He's only thrown four interceptions. This is, similar to the status of Super Bowl favorite, this is Josh Allen's award to lose. All the Bills do is, mo- I mean, I know they, that Devin Singletary had a nice game on the ground, but they run the football. And then they run the football. They throw the football. They throw the football. They throw the football. It's what they do, right? Josh Allen will probably end up being this team's leading rusher on the season when it's all said and done. We're certainly going to lead him in rushing touchdowns, it feels like, when the year is done. Probably on pace to throw for over 40 passing touchdowns. If Josh Allen does not win the MVP, it feels like it means injury probably hits somewhere. Donnie, again, the gap that exists between him and the rest of the field, I think, is very understandable. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like he's a slump type of game guy. And I don't mean he can't throw for 198 yards and three interceptions. I mean, even the best quarterbacks end up tripping over themselves at some point during the season. But it just feels like every number is there no matter where you look. You're right, the passing touchdowns, the passing yards, the rushing touchdowns, the rushing yards. And, oh, yeah, those extra credit bonus points that I always talk about, beating Kansas City in Kansas City, head-to-head now over Patrick Mahomes, outdueling him here, and finishing the regular season as the number one overall seed. Because, again, we don't vote. Vote on MVP after the Super Bowl. We vote on it after Week 18. For a lot of people, the Bills are the best team now in the National Football League. If somebody, though, was going to have an issue with that statement, be the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll talk about Sunday Night Football next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Back with you here on Sports Grid. Yesterday was a huge day in the NFC East. A showdown between the Eagles and the Cowboys. First place in the division was on the line, and the Eagles got the job done 26-17. to Jalen Hurts with two passing touchdowns. Miles Sanders, 71 yards with a touchdown on the ground. Cooper Rush, three picks in the loss. What was your takeaway from Eagles-Cowboys? I thought it was about expected for me because as the game drew near, there wasn't any, you know, thought process for me. And again, this is coming from a guy on our pick six contest. I took the Dallas Cowboys getting 12 and a half points as my teaser end of it and 20 to nothing. Man, what an idiot I am. Why didn't I just go the opposite way and tease it down to like a half of a point or whatever it was there on Friday with the six and a half. But having said that, this is what the Eagles do. They get run you out to leads. They wait you out. And if they need something extra in the gas tank, Kevin, that's exactly what they give you on the ground. An offensive line that was beat up, battered, and banged up going against one of the better defensive lines in football. Looks like that tide was turning in the second half. 
but the sign of a really good, talented team that's expected to do big things and still being undefeated is when you need a drive, you can get it. So many times this year, there was a few games where maybe the Eagles weren't ready to win. They let these games slip away in the second half because the momentum completely changed once Lane Johnson went out and the Dallas Cowboys started to pick up the blitz and they were getting home to Jalen Hurts and that offense was stagnant and it looked like the Dallas Cowboys found a little bit of something there in that run pass game where they were just rolling Cooper Rush out of the pocket and finding endless amounts of tight ends wide open in the flat. That's a big time win for the Philadelphia Eagles. It shouldn't have been that close, but sometimes I like that. When you still need to go down and get it, it shows you have enough in the tank as a reserve. Good win by the Philadelphia Eagles and a cover by the Birds. For the Philadelphia Eagles, I feel that there are a lot of people who seem to be waiting for an opportunity to tear this team down and call them fraudulent. Right now in the NFC, the only teams that are better than 500 are the Eagles, the Vikings, the Giants, and the Cowboys. The Eagles have played two of those teams and beaten both of them. Enough of the who have they played. Would you really be happy if they, what, beat the just-got-embarrassed Green Bay Packers or the now pretty disappointing Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What about crossing the conference and playing Baltimore, who we'll talk about in a moment, let up another double-digit lead against the New York Giants? And I understand that Cooper Rush is a backup quarterback. No doubt about it. Exposed in this game. Dak Prescott, you are welcome, as the Philadelphia Eagles gave you a very soft return now under center when you play the Detroit Lions next week. But anyone who picked the Cowboys to cover or win this game wasn't doing so because of Cooper Rush. It was because of a defense, Donnie, that not that had not given up multiple touchdown passes in any game they had played this season. The Philadelphia Eagles had multiple touchdowns in the second quarter. And this is a Dallas Cowboys team that had not given up 20-plus points. And once again, the Philadelphia Eagles said no problem. And the Eagles have now shown an ability to do it in multiple ways. It is pretty incredible to me to see one of the best running quarterbacks in the National Football League, the key to one of the best running offenses in the National Football League, have the tone of the conversation be exposed as a passer. So you're upset and you're just not watching the game then if that's what your takeaway from this game is here. The Philadelphia Eagles went, oh, we're going to punch him in the mouth, them being the Dallas Cowboys defense that was talking a whole lot of mess going into the game, and they did it again and again and again. 39 rush attempts for the Philadelphia Eagles, DRS. They are the most complete team as we sit here six, six weeks in to the National Football League season. Yes, and I would agree with that as well. And also, I've been around the block on a lot of Eagles football, and I know the, you know, sort of comparisons start to creep up between the 2017 championship team and this team. i got to tell you right now, this team is even more well-rounded than that team is, as crazy as that sounds. Every bit as talented at the running back position. Every bit as talented on the offensive line, maybe even better when healthy. The wide receiver position, which everything clicked with Alshon Jeffrey that 2017 season, everybody compliments each other. The tight end where he had Zach Ertz so dominant in 2017, 
Dallas Goddard certainly stepping into the fold. And also, let's talk about the defensive secondary here, which is much better than the 2017 team with an equally as good, if not better, pass rush and also some really good linebackers. I know Bradham played very well in 2017 because your White's playing very good. Edwards as well here. This is one of those football teams, Kevin. And I, I'm always the first to bash the home teams, right, for myself. I don't know about the Eagles. I don't know what they're going to do. But I got to tell you, this is the first time in a long time where I'm watching week-to-week basis and I'm saying, who do the Eagles play? should win that game. And now, granted, it's the NFL. They're going to lose football games. They'll lose multiple football games this year. But each and every week where you line up, and as you said, I think you put it best here. What's left? Wait till they play the Bills. That'll be in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, wait till they play the Bills. <laughs> but I, and I do think that's what it will take for people. Unless they randomly like. schedule the Bills or the Chiefs all of the sudden, no one's going to care what the Eagles do. Like, done, like if by chance they were playing the Green everyone's been like, ah, we'll see what happens when they play Green Bay. Yes. If they were playing Correct. Green Bay next week in Philadelphia, they'd be laying above a field goal. The Eagles would win the game, and they'd be like, ah, come on. The Packers are broken. Who cares? Yeah. Enough. Correct. Enough of this. And to go to the other side of this field, though, I have been here saying that the Dallas Cowboys have been underrated by most. And I still think that that is true. The Dallas Cowboys won four games with a backup quarterback because their defense is tremendous. Mm -hmm. While the Eagles, again, punched them in the mouth, and again, there's no other way to describe it, the Eagles were not very efficient in doing so. It was only 3.5 yards per rush attempt, 6.2 yards per pass for Jalen Hurts. If Dak Prescott comes back and is the quarterback that we are so often told he is, then the Cowboys should be Super Bowl contenders. Now, when they are eliminated in the first round of the playoffs and we blame the entire thing on Jerry trading Amari Cooper, that's for another time. But this Cowboys team, Donnie, absolutely has the makings of a group that can make a run. They do. They really do because they have talent at wide receiver. They have a nice complement in the backfield, a decent offensive line, and a quarterback that you paid a lot of money, which is supposed to elevate you. But always the joke that comes into play. Some people don't get the benefit of the doubt. It seems like if a backup guard is out for the Dallas Cowboys, they go, what did you want Dak to do? What is he supposed to do with his backup guard out there playing? You know, but this, the, the Dallas Cowboys, the one thing you can build around for them, which you saw last night, is the talent. Anytime you have absolutely elite pass rushing skills, you're going to be in any game in the National Football League. It's how you can get after it. You don't have to blitz players. Maybe you just move, you know, Michael Parsons around a little bit more. And also, let's get back to this point as well. You see last night, and this is what I love about football, and I love about the real-time reactions on Twitter. Cooper Rush was getting nothing but praise for weeks on end, weeks on end, weeks on end. He throws three picks last night, and again, they come out, man, it was a backup quarterback. I didn't hear anybody saying that was a backup quarterback out there playing <laughs> the last three to four weeks when they were winning every football game. But all of a sudden, when you played an elite secondary and they tore him apart, everybody moves to, well, Dak Prescott's coming back sooner or later. So you got lucky with Cooper Rush back there. Nobody was saying that at this point last night. And also the fact where you say 26 to 17, ooh, you know, the Eagles got a little bit lucky there, and we'll see you. Correct me if I'm wrong. The spread was six and a half to seven. They won by nine. Did they not exceed expectations last night? But it looks like you're trying to tear them down. But that's what they do, though. When you're 6-0, and 7-0, 8-0 here, you're always looking for that. And granted, the Eagles might run this up to, let's just say, 10-0, lose one game, and then the naysayers are coming out like, yep, that's what I thought here. They're just not as good as we thought they were at 10-1. and The Cowboys now at the loss, third place in the division. The Giants are 5-1. and one. Yeah. 
So when the Giants were three and one, we had a conversation about could they make the playoffs? And my thought was, I think they've got a really good chance to win nine games. I don't think they're necessarily one of the seven best teams in the NFC. But if the record is there, then they'll be able to take advantage and crack ultimately into the postseason picture. I don't really know how you argue that the Giants aren't at least one of the seven best teams in the NFC. As we often say, you are what your record says you are, but it goes beyond that. They've now beaten the Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens in back-to-back week, both with considerable comebacks needing to be made. Brian Dable is in a head-to-head race with in-division you know, foe Nick Sirianni for coach of the year right now. The New York Giants are in a phenomenal position to make the playoffs, and I think anything less at this point would rightfully be viewed as a bit of a collapse. Yes, and I think you're correct as well because look at some of the wins that they've actually had. This was supposed to be a team that might be sputtering by week eight. You went on the road and you beat the Titans. You beat the Packers, which people still had expectations for this year. You beat the Ravens, who people had a lot of expectations for. Now you're going to take on the Jaguars. Actually, it's crazy. It's what the NFL does to you, right? The Jaguars, who look like they can't get out of their own weight right now, are actually favored against the Giants. But That's for a show a little bit later this week. But I think you're right now. It's 5-1. and one. And it's not when you turn on the Giants film, it's Saquon Barkley and absolutely nothing else. And they're winning football games. And that just goes to show you when you make good defensive hires like Wink Martindale to put that defense together, as long as you have a chance in the NFL, you watch it every Sunday on the Red Zone Network here, where you have, you know, oh no, here comes Witching Hour. You know who's in Witching Hour? Every single week, it's the Giants, and they're pulling through. And the softer part of that schedule comes up where they might be able to get that eighth win by, let's just say, that Commanders game in early December. They're going to make the playoffs. They are. Never thought I'd be saying that here. Never. It is incredibly impressive. And look, Saquon is the star of the show. He's going to be one of these guys that we will enter into the MVP conversation. He won't win it, but he'll be talked about. He's minus 250 win comeback player of the year. I think his offensive rookie, uh, offensive player of the year conversation is an interesting one. But Daniel Jones with two passing touchdowns and completing over 70% of his passes. There were some big upsets over the weekend. We'll hit those and also a quick thoughts on the Ravens blowing another big lead. Right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Before we get to some major upsets that Week 6 offered, I want to quickly talk about the Baltimore Ravens and their third loss of the season. For the Giants, they're 5-1. and one. We don't have updated Coach of the Year odds, but Brian Dable will have the second-best odds to win that award, just behind Nick Sirianni because the Birds are unbeaten. I also, by the way, think that Brian Dable can win that award without winning the division. Now, if the Eagles win 
15 games. I know that sounds like a lot, but just kind of talking it out. I then don't think Brian Dable will probably be able to win it, but if it's narrow, all things considered, I think he will still be live in the market. I bring this up, though, because of the other side of the field, Donnie. If I were to give, you know, uh, have you rank the best coaches in the National Football League, I would be pretty surprised mm. if Harbaugh was not inside your top 10. Though with you, we never really know. The Baltimore Ravens have three losses this season. They have held double-digit leads in all three of those football games. We can talk about Lamar. We can talk about defense. We can talk about health. But usually, stuff like that comes down to coaching. Now, again, it could be the offensive coordinator. It could be the defensive coordinator. But we often look at the top. I am not telling you the Ravens are going to fire Harbaugh. I am telling you, though, that the Baltimore Ravens right now need to look within about what in the world is going on. Because the Baltimore Ravens should right now... Yeah, yeah, no, it just... They should be viewed right now on the same exact tier as Buffalo and Kansas City. Donnie, they maybe should be, you know, ah, they should be 6-0. We always say that. For this team to be 3-3 with double-digit leads and all three losses is very unacceptable. You know, you know what the, the, the oddest part of the situation is how I'm going to word this is like Lamar Jackson, like you see it on social media. Oh, he just can't close games out. And this is why you can't pay him a lot of money. And to me, I look at Lamar Jackson and go, if I have like a five point lead with three minutes to go, he's actually the quarterback I want on my football team to have it. Because when you're saying like, hey, look, be safe with the football, you know, don't throw it into double coverage. He can just run and pick up the first hand, which is so maddening to see where you have the double-digit lead. Should there be any tougher offense to defend in the National Football League than the Ravens with a double-digit lead in the second half, where you're selling out, you're trying to you know, get after the quarterback when he's going, hey, man, I just rushed him, and three guys got hands on him, and he went for a 40-yard gain and completely flipped field position. I can't understand it, but yesterday, for some of those naysayers that have their you know day in the sun, so to speak, that's what Lamar Jackson gives you. That game was in the balance yesterday. Procedural penalty on the first down, not necessarily his fault. But the fact that the snap came, again, not his fault, picks it up. Hey, Lamar, run around with it, take a sack, see if you can make a play, get out of bounds, whatever. You can't throw that pass here because, quite frankly, even if that was an incomplete pass, the chances that the, the uh, Giants actually win that game, very slim here. But I can't put my finger on this because you're right. You should be looking at this team as an unbeaten force going, what's next for Baltimore and also – Boy, you should have paid Lamar Jackson. What's he going to get? $60 million yet? But now it's not going to work out in their favor. Why? They just can't close the door. And you're right. That's a lot to deal with. That's a lot to on coaches. That's what you do. Put your guys in the right position to close these games out, and they're not doing it. They, they really are not. And also, just because I can't help myself, what do we talk about all offseason with the Baltimore wide receiver room? I know Rashad Bateman's <laughs> injured. But it's Mark Andrews and nobody else. Mark Andrews, 7 uh, for 106 and a touchdown, 11 uh, targets. Isaiah Likely, rookie tight end, 2 for 30. Demarcus Robinson is your leading wide receiver at 3 for 27. Josh Oliver, come on down. Let's get excited, people. Oh, by the way, he was also a tight end. I mean, do they even have wide receivers on this roster here in Baltimore? Let's get to the upsets. For Rodgers and Brady both to lose as better-than-touchdown favorites is quite significant. I think this is either direction you want, but, Donna, you tell me which one of these two losses was more surprising, the Green Bay Packers losing at home 27-10 to to the New York Jets, or Tom Brady and the Bucs losing in Pittsburgh 20-18. to 
It had to have been the Green Bay Packers. It really has to be. Now, granted, you could say that, oh, Bucks 3-2 and two and you know, struggle a little bit. But look, Pittsburgh was at home in this game. Kenny Pickett had a little bit juice coming in. We know that Tampa Bay was struggling. But this is one of those games where you look at the Green Bay Packers and say, it shouldn't even matter who's out there as long as Aaron Rodgers is there. And they were pitiful the entire way through across the board. I mean, when you're losing to teams that have a quarterback thrown for about 100 yards in a game in your own building and getting blown out so bad that, A, your quarterback wasn't re-injured, and B, he was like, you know what? There's no reason for me to even go out and close this game out. We're down by so much. If you want to say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a chance, they came back, touched down the four net. They couldn't get the two-point conversion. Steelers had a couple key pickups on third down. They closed the game out. That's fine. But when you watch that Green Bay game, it just feels like the Jets were the better team all the way through, and they didn't have to do too much. You just sit back and let the Packers self-destruct. Why? Because that offense has zero explosiveness outside of Aaron Rodgers rolling out and throwing a punt downfield into double coverage and raising his hands up saying, why didn't I get a pass interference call? That team's in trouble. I could not agree more. I find this to be unbelievable that they lost this game here in Green Bay. The <laughs> floor and Rodgers never lose, by the way. Like, we are approaching – they're one – loss away this season from tying the most losses that this combination has had in a regular season together. They don't lose back-to-back games with that second game being at Lambeau. And by the way, DRS, people cannot go, oh, but come on, they were coming off of London. One of four teams to come off of London this year, three and one teams are straight up after playing in London. They're the only one that lost. And I understand that the Jets are playing better football and they deserve their credit for it without question. Zach Wilson, 10 of 18, 110 yards, no touchdowns. Does that sound like Zach Wilson walked in a Lambeau field and flipped this game on its head? Absolutely not. They got embarrassed on the ground like that's been happening all season long. And the mindset of this offense, Donnie, here we are, right, in the very beginning of of the first quarter. It's third and five on the Jets' 30-yard line. They hand it off to A.J. Dillon for one yard. If a team does that, okay, now that's tough. You'd expect Rodgers to throw. But that is a clear indication that they are going for it on fourth down. They send Mason Crosby out there for a 47-yard field goal. I just, I do not even know what the Green Bay Packers are doing right now. They feel... Like, they are not as good as the Minnesota Vikings, as you said much earlier on in the season. There is a shift happening in that NFC North to me, and it's becoming clear as day. I know the Jets probably deserve more credit, but again, it's hard for the story not to be the the Packers getting embarrassed here at home. I have to get to the Tampa Bay game. The thing about this is, and the reason why I think the Packers one was so surprising, is if you've watched this Steelers team with Mike Tomlin over the years, despite the fact that they were catching 10, a party somewhere said, yeah, Tomlin probably could, couldn't he? And he did, because this is who Mike Tomlin is. It's very dangerous to be booked as an underdog, especially as the season goes on, against Mike Tomlin. In a clear and obvious spot, right, where we just watched the Steelers lose to the Buffalo Bills by 35 points. How could they possibly possibly hang they scored first and they held on to survive Donnie the Steelers took down the Bucks 20 to 18 
Yeah, it's a good win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is, and it shows that, you know, winning games still matters in Pittsburgh. Not going to roll over as much as the fan base probably would want and say, hey, let's stink up the joint to get one of these really good quarterbacks next <laughs> season. They're not going to do that. But also, look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they had a lot of changes in the offseason. Questionable of Tom Brady, how motivated he is coming back here. And you're right. Look, the reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost this game was not because Tom Brady went to a uh, Friday night wedding in New York City and then flew a charter over to Pittsburgh here i mean he has every right to do that if you want to talk about a guy that's probably going to be prepared no matter what the conditions are it would be brady but it still leaves you open like if they're six and one seven and one they lose like hey no big deal man brady will get it together todd bowles new coach everybody thought it was just going to be seamless like a glove no big deal let's get arians out of here let's move him in and everything's going to be easy they're three and three right now and it's not really the defense's fault which is todd bowles side of it it's the yeah. offense's fault here you saw yesterday coming in kevin you see you lick your chops right hey todd bowles just get after this young rookie quarterback actually knocked him out of the game and in comes not Ben Roethlisberger in his prime but Mitchell Trubisky that should be your mm -hmm. advantage right here when you're coming into the week just about their whole secondary is damaged for the Steelers Tom Brady's got to be licking his chops here's a get right game for us and they lost it something is missing down in Tampa it really is yeah, so I think the, the the Green Bay loss feels just like a shattered room with a quarterback that is not going to lift up the people around him. It, but <laughs> Tampa Bay feels like a – they just feel like a worse football team, right? Like there's a lot of the same people in the building here in Tampa Bay. We were kind of like Byron Leftwich is calling plays. Todd Bowles has the defense. That's not different, right? And you're right, Trubisky cannot enter a game, go 9 for 12, a buck 44, 12 yards per pass, one touchdown, no turnovers. That, that cannot happen. I totally, totally agree with you. But the, the Bucks' first touchdown comes late in the fourth quarter against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Donnie, that were allowing allowed every single quarterback before Tom Brady to go over their passing yards prop. The, yeah. What are we doing here? I mean, what are we, what are we actually doing right now? This is not a Pittsburgh Steelers defense that is doing anything other than getting completely torn up so often by their opponents. So this, to me, again, I think it's a very, very concerning uh, setup here right now for both of these teams. They're both three and three. I, again, what? I I think they'll both still make the playoffs because the NFC overall is in a bit of a weird state, Donnie. But neither one of them feels like like if I put either one of them tomorrow. On the field, you know, in Buffalo, like they might be catching a touchdown. Easy. No, easy. And you're right about it. And But it's also, we look at the quarterback position, right? Oh, Aaron Rodgers will figure it out. Tom Brady will figure it out. They're no longer 27, 28, 29 years old. And also, my favorite thing, I just need to see this happen here. Because if we're at, how about this question, Kevin? Who do you think has the better ability to right the ship? Is it the Green Bay Packers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? For me, it's actually the Buccaneers. But having said that, here's what I need to see. I need to see where you have all the talking heads going, you know what, the trade deadline, the Packers need to go out and make some trades for wide receiver. I still can't get over this because as we see in the NFL, if you want to afford players, you can certainly afford those. But I can't help myself but saying, if Devontae Adams is out there, everybody is wide open. The running game opens up. You say, and then I even got it on Twitter yesterday. We'll look at their offensive line for the Green Bay Packers. They can't block anybody. You know how hard it is to block when Aaron Rodgers is throwing the football 1.7 seconds into a pass to a wide open slant to Devontae Adams and handing the football off and play action passes where you actually have to respect it because you know that wide receiver might get over the top. It's astounding to me when you had Green Bay, a ready-made, every single year Super Bowl contender with the raw 
Philadelphia had constructed, that instead of saying, you know what, let's run it back one last time with Aaron Rodgers, he said, let's make it harder on Aaron Rodgers, as if Alan Lazard and Romeo Dubs are going to lead you into a championship game. It's hilarious. I'm not trying, like, the Devontae Adams, first of all, I, I wonder how happy Devontae is with the entire thing. Right, because he's on a one in four football team, so that's obviously an issue in its own right there. But Rodgers is, for most people, Donnie, one of the five best quarterbacks of all time, talent perspective yeah. at minimum. Yep. I can't go. I lost Devontae. What you don't? What like he's got to be able to do something here, right? Against the New York Jets in his own building. That that's just kind of the issue that I have with that. And and what are we waiting for? Them to sign Odell Beckham Jr. Is I mean, is that is that what we're sitting here doing? By the way, they probably won't because Rodgers won't push for it because he's the worst GM I've ever seen. My Boom goodness, around. call LeBron, Boom ask for some help. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Back with you here on Sports Grid. I'll get to the CMC note in a minute, but I did want to mention Falcons Niners because this was another big upset I'm not trying to excuse San Francisco it's a missed opportunity your favorites in the football game but you're doubling up on the east coast I know they usually perform well in that spot but it's easier said than done and your entire defensive line especially Nick Bosa missing this game is going to set you up behind the eight ball here Donnie I I'll put it to you like this between the Niners loss the Packers loss and the Bucks loss I thought San Francisco's was easily the least concerning yeah, it probably was because, I mean, Atlanta's a decent football team. I mean, they're playing inside the spread every single game, end up winning outright. But I was a little bit disappointed in the 49ers. They got down 14 to nothing. Looked like that game was going to get wiped out. They tied it up at 14. I thought they had all the momentum. But credit the Atlanta Falcons and Marcus Mariota. How about three rushers over 50 yards for the Atlanta Falcons doing just enough to win that game and actually won it by 14 points over a 3-3 and 49ers team now? The Atlanta Falcons 6-0 and against the spread to open up this season. The Rams and the Panthers went head-to-head 24-10 was the final score of this game. Both teams with defensive touchdowns. Not a game where the Rams covered themselves in glory. Some interesting stuff going on with Cam Akers right now. We'll see how that develops here. But Carolina in the headlines, a lot of phone calls being made on Christian McCaffrey. The early names that we have heard linked to CMC, Denver, San Fran, the Rams, and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, watch out for the Carolina Panthers. This team looks like it's destined to be 1-16 and 16 when it's all finished up right now. Robbie Anderson thrown out of the game by his own football team. You're going to talk about the dismantling over the next couple weeks. This is a really bad football team that might be looking at some of those lines, Kevin. 17 to 20 points in an NFL season. Get ready. You might see it in this. It will be... Uh... 
Next week they play Tampa, catching I think double digits in their own building. They look like everybody's get right spot. We'll be able to talk probably a little bit more tomorrow about maybe where a CMC could land. Maybe we'll get some information today. I do think he's an odds shifter. Whoever lands McCaffrey will see Super Bowl and conference odds look a little bit better after that move. We'll start with college football.